Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Now, let's listen to this. About, I suppose, about five minutes into the, the second half, I just felt dizzy and I collapsed. And I um, suffered from a, a massive heart attack and my marker, Sergi and Joy, um, started compressions immediately and two people from Coolaroo ran and got the defibrillator and, you know, different people from the, the sideline and the stand came in and volunteered and, and did compressions. So I'd say I had between six and eight rounds of shocks on the defibrillator and about 11 or 12 rounds of, of compressions. And then I was airlifted to the University Hospital Limerick. Your partner and your 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 young son were there, were they? Yeah, Joe and Connor were there. Uh, just before I I collapsed, it's kind of it's unusual, you know. I I saw Joe and Connor in front of me, and I saw my mom in the stand. And the next thing, I just it was literally like that curtains were closing in front of me. That's the way I could describe it. And um, I just like dropped straight away. I didn't get a pain or anything, you know. So it was very, as you say, frightening for everybody in the stand and especially, you know, my family. Uh, what was your next memory then? Um, I, I can remember coming around on the, on the pitch in that I, it's kind of unusual in that I suppose I could hear one voice in my head saying, just close your eyes, Michelle, it'll be a whole lot easier, the pain will be gone. And then I could hear Jor and Mom, you know, telling me, Michelle, you need to fight, you need to wake up, you need to be there for Connor. And I think when I heard that, you know, the way something clicked and like, it was like I had to almost swim through something, you know, then to get to the surface. And then I, I, I opened my eyes, as you'd say, and there was like loads of people around me and they were all, you know, like, I, I, I didn't know what was after happening, you know, as in it was, I didn't know whether I was after getting a bang or, you know, that I was after fainting. I, I didn't know what had happened. So it was, literally came around and they were saying, you're all right, Michelle, and, you know, tell us your name and how old are you? And they were asking me different questions. So that was the next memory I had. No. You're a young woman, so what did happen? Um, I, like, I did have a, a massive heart attack. Um, there's no definitive answer as to, you know, what the cause was. There's no, you know, as in I wasn't given a, a list of things that to go and change, you know, that I might never know what actually what actually caused it, as you'd say, or what the problem was. Um, I suppose I just have to kind of say, look, I was in the right place at the right time where it did happen. That was Michelle Herbert, a camogie player in Limerick who collapsed on the pitch in 2016 and you can hear her describing what it was like. Of course, we were reminded of that by the Christian Eriksson situation over uh, the weekend, uh, the sudden cardiac arrest that he suffered on the pitch um, and techniques like CPR are back in focus as a result uh, and Jerry Breen, MD of First Aid Supplies is on the line to talk to us a bit. Uh, good morning to you, Jerry. Good morning. So CPR techniques and defibs, you know, they are the difference in some cases between life and death. They are, yeah. And, I, you know, even though I sell defibs or defibrillators or AEDs, which is a funny term, it's automatic external defibrillators, but I think most people call them defibs. It's important to realise, as say the, I think the Danish captain did on Saturday night, that he started compressions 
without the medical staff having got to the to the area in the pitch where Christian Eriksen had collapsed. So the ideal is to have a defibrillator. In the absence of a defibrillator, compressions, compressions and breaths, compressions, breaths and defibrillator. That's a type of, and, um, you know, uh, there's been instances where people uh, in the absence of a defibrillator, the emergency services have performed compressions and compressions and breaths and have saved people's lives. So, you know, I could go on with the same old type of commercial malarkey and say, oh, yeah, you need a defibrillator. Ideally, to have a defibrillator. Yeah. But, but how much training is required to do very, CPR properly very, and then to use a defib? Very little. Uh, the defibrillators now in Ireland, they're semi-automatic. In some countries in Europe, you just slap the two pads on or the electrodes. One, ideally, you know, Joe, you're trying to draw a line through the body, between, in, in, through the heart, if you know what I mean. So you place one of the pads, if you're looking at the patient on the type, type of, just below the shoulder, the left shoulder, if you're looking at a patient, and the other pad goes uh, onto the right-hand side, if you're looking at the patient, just down above the hip, but below the shoulder, if you know what I mean. So mm. that forms an axis. Once you do that in some, with some countries, automatic, you just put the pads on, switch the defibrillator on, it analyzes the patient, it determines if they need uh, shock, shock, and uh, apart from that, it does everything. In Ireland, we have a semi-automatic model, so the only thing it does, it says, press the button. You press the button and you continue on. In terms of the compressions, which are critically important... And, and just explain one thing to me. Do the two work in tandem, uh, CPR and defib, or once the defib is on, what about the, uh, the compression? No. What the defib does, it allows you time. It actually guides you. The one we do is a Benny Hart, so it'll go... It's like a metronome, the old thing you used to have when you were doing piano lessons. It, it times the compressions, dunk, 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 dunk. And when it reaches 30, it tells you to do two breaths. And then after the two breaths, it continues 30 compressions. And then it will pause. And then uh, shock advised, shock advised, you press the button. No shock advised, uh, continue compressions, and you just do that. They're, they're you know, listen. I'm not, I'm not medical. I have a brother, a doctor, I have two sisters, nurses. But I do understand when people start using in-house terms and in-trade terms, people right. get confused. It's a defib. If you don't have a defib, do compressions. If you're comfortable with doing two breaths after 30 compressions, do the two breaths. You pinch the nose, tilt the head back, and blow some oxygen into, into the patient's right. mouth. That's as simple as, Joe. Okay, we're talking to Jerry Breen, MD of First Aid Supplies. And when you are doing compressions, you know, and we've chatted about this on the show in the past, obviously, and around the time we were talking to Michelle as well, and what a fascinating thing to hear again in the context of Christian Eriksen at the weekend. Um, if you're doing compressions properly, you are likely to severely bruise or break ribs. But you shouldn't worry about that because the reality is that the person, unfortunately, as was the case in Ericsson's uh, situation, was dead. So you, you, anything you do won't do any further harm but could do a lot of good. Well, there's a line. It's sort of an impolite line. You can't make them any deader. Uh, I wouldn't, Joe, I wouldn't be too concerned about 
the ribs because the nature of compressions is unless the patient has some type of compromise in terms of bone strength or whatever. No, that's, uh, not, that's not my understanding, Jerry. I, my understanding is that, you know, if you're doing it properly, you will severely bruise and you can break the ribs. But anyway, I mean... Yeah, think- I, I'm, I'm pretty... I've, sp- I've spoken to some doctors about this and that's what I've been told. In fact, I've spoken to some doctors who have actually broken ribs in the context of doing it. Yeah, well, I, I, I think I did the Heinrich manoeuvre both on two people, my mother and another woman. That's a different thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> the Heinrich manoeuvre is different. My mother was complaining about sore ribs afterwards. Well, there you go. Uh, We're not complaining too much because she was no, alive. <laughs> but one critical thing is you get exhausted. There's a, there's a, tense, a tenseness, yes. a, a, you know, a stress level that people don't appreciate. So you're, you're very tense. Uh, the other thing is it's physically very tiring. So if you can, if, if there's a number of people that, and, and really it's a billows, Joe. It's that what happens is people get tired and while they're pushing down, they forget to release. So it's, it's like a billows. Yes. You're trying to use a billows to pump Absolutely. blood around the body. I, I, there's one other thing again, and it's just, I think it's important to say this to people. You try everything, you do everything, but the percentage success rate it goes up if you have a defib, but it is not as high as people might think. Unfortunately, when people collapse on the pitch with cardiac arrest or el- anywhere else, the the chances of revival are there, but there the percentage isn't massive. Not massive, no. I mean, it's 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 below fifty percent certainly, um, and in the absence of compressions and defibs, obviously. That goes down further. So uh, the critical thing is time, Joe, uh, getting some oxygenated blood to the brain and and stopping in any damage there. Yeah. All right. Listen, brilliant stuff. Thank you so Sorry much for that. I really Joe. appreciate it. Bye. So defibs, and I know a lot of communities around uh, Limerick have fundraised and have defibs on their pitches or in their community halls, and people are trained in localities, and also people know where it is and the basics of using it, along with CPR. And it can, it can absolutely make a life-saving difference. That's Jerry Breen, MD of First Aid Supplies. Limerick today with Joe Nash on Live ninety five. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.